Hi, I'm David. And I am Kalea. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons. Reckons. The show where we teach you... And each other... About whatever we want to know, Ruby. <laughs> about whatever things we are curious about. I don't think there's any... I think there's a bit of language, but I don't think there's any trigger warnings. I think you tell everyone to fuck off at one point. Oh, I do, for sure. But that's in defence of me. People are fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Great. Well, good chat. <laughs> hey there, Clever. Hello, David. Um, this week, well, what inspired this week? Oh. Was it Thanksgiving? Maybe. I've just been thinking, oh, because I've really committed to my own gratitude practice in the last... I genuinely didn't know that. ...month, maybe, and it's just been very good. So I was like, I want to know why, what is the science behind gratitude? Because I read an Instagram post and was like, oh, it's very interesting about the science, and then I didn't save it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get David to do the research for me. Um, Fantastic. What is your gratitude practice? What do you do? Uh, Well, it's part of my... I've started doing morning pages, which is journaling. Yes. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. One of the first things I do is journal and just write what's in my brain. And I find it a really good just stream of consciousness. And Mm -hmm. I find it... Some days it's a to-do list. It ends up being a to-do list. Some days it's just kind of purging what's in my brain. And I just find it a really good starter or leveler because it's like I'm verbally vomit. Sure. Word vomit out the stuff. Yep. And then I start my day with a clean slate. Great. And then I've embedded gratitude into that, which is like, what are what are the things I am grateful for right now? And it can be as fucking micro and small as the fact that... Well, I was going to say as micro and small as the fact that I'm breathing, but that feels very fucking enormous. Well, Doesn't it? It is huge. Something to be grateful for. Um, how often... I think the most important question that our listeners really want addressed um, is, is really how often do I come up in your gratitude channel? Oh, every day. Good. That's correct. <laughs> your correct answer. Point number one. And how often do our listeners come up? Oh, they're, they're above you. They are... They oh, hang on. Start. Jesus. <laughs> I need to start some shit with the listeners. Um, okay. Well... Uh, it's it's simple-ish, really, in that, you know, we can define gratitude by a sense of thankfulness. Yes. Um, what What is really key ingredient as a part of gratitude is that you are acknowledging mm. uh, something that is good. Yes. Something that is positive. I think I grew up in a Catholic high school. When I heard gratitude, I, I, it wasn't necessarily an immediately positive idea for me. No. Because gratitude for me got linked up with guilt mm. and with like, you know, there are kids starving in Africa Be type of idea. Be grateful for what you've got. Be grateful for what you've got because other people don't. Yes. And I think for many of us, that's how the idea gets complicated and, and we may not come out of it in a necessarily mm. positive way. And manners, like the minimization of self, have manners, be a good girl, be yeah, a good boy, be a good person. So I felt all of that. So it's taken me a while to undo 
the notion of gratitude from that, which mm-hmm. is that you can have gratitude for something without feeling guilty that other people don't yes. have it. It's not actually an exercise in comparison. Mm. The benefit comes from you authentically acknowledging something that is positive and you're not hurting anyone by yeah. doing that yes um by by saying this is really good um and i'm grateful for that certainly i'm just nodding my head and realizing that this is an audio format that we work in and people can't see me i think nodding my head i think implicit in everything i say <laughs> is you agreeing with me is. i think 70 something 70 something episodes in if you imagine us we know in, you our, always agree in our with me. nude form which Indeed. is because we record That's every episode record. in the naked na- in the naked form mm-hmm. the nakedness of our form <laughs> then you can just assume that i'm always nodding whenever david is talking and David, when I'm talking, just is distracted. has a scowl. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm like doing something else. I'm answering an email. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was really, that's been really important for me in understanding that. Do you have a gratitude practice? No. Yeah, right. I should do because it's... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I should do because it's very, very good for you. Yes. For these reasons. So, um, you cannot have joy yeah you cannot have bliss you cannot have any of the happy hormones mm. without gratitude embedded within us mm. an external source can't automatically give those i mean dr- apart from pharmaceutical drugs or artificially created chemicals yeah you can't naturally get a hit of dopamine and a hit of serotonin naturally yeah. without a sense of gratitude kind of helping you trigger that cascade mm. of happy things because if we if we define gratitude by simply acknowledging what is good then if you don't do that then you can't get to the then happy shit then you can't shit. allow the joy in no so coffee or sex or booze or yep. video games or stuff might give you a sense of joy yeah but again it's how you it define joy it sparks the dopamine and serotonin it sparks a little bit but after a while it's fairly short lived mm. unless you then go through an exercise of man that unless you're particularly mindful when you're having the coffee mindful mm. having the sex mindful having the drink or mindful having the playing the video to game to go i'm having a great time this is really this good this is fun i feel good yeah. i feel and being mindful of what's happening in your body and that's what really gratitude calls for which is another buzzword um is, is mindfulness, mindfulness to yeah. a yes what's presence indeed and that is what all the current research is about in positive psychology which is that once you in once you start to cultivate a sense of gratitude a sense of uh positivity and acknowledging positivity and mindfulness then pretty quickly anxiety symptoms drop yes. depressive symptoms drop and there's a few reasons for that. So on one side of the scale, you've got um, dopamine and serotonin. They're the happy, happy, wee-wee the things. It's also not <laughs> great if you have too many of them because then you leave planet Earth and you go into other mental disorders. Yeah. The opposite of that is cortisol. Yes. Stress hormone. So we all know about fight or flight response. Yeah. I say something triggering to you like... <laughs> You're the most beautiful woman in the world. Great, good. That seems really healthy. <laughs> I give you a genuine compliment, and then all you want to do is fight or flight. Um, or the well, what are they now? Fight, flight, freeze. freeze. And the, isn't there another one? The other one I've heard about is fawn. 
Oh, yes. Which yes. is, so fight is that I want to punch you in the fucking face. Yeah, fuck you. Flight is I'm going to run Get away out of from here. the threat. Avoid. Um, freeze, freeze is par- paralysis. Yeah, can't do anything. Um, and fawn is I will... People, I, please. I will dissolve the threat by getting you to be my friend. Yeah. People, please, you like making me. you feel better. Yeah. Minimization of self. Self. Yes. Yes. So, one once though once cortisol is triggered, cortisol... and we do all all of them, depending on what. Yeah. What the situation is, and what the trigger is, what you know. There's not like, oh, in all crises I do X. Yeah. It's that can be a combination yeah. of them all. I mean, it's fairly well established around town that I punch on. But apart you, from you are that, I, you yeah. are quite punchy. I'm the king. <laughs> as a person, I would describe you as. That's how I would describe you. Punchy. I'm the king of glass. Erratic. Is what they get. <laughs> Just watch that David. He, you never know. King of the king hit. Um, <laughs> a new podcast. <laughs> I've had a I've had a freeze response that I can really like. The only time really that I can think about having a genuine, like I was frozen in my body was um, being at a cross country when I was a teacher. So being in the middle of the fucking bush and a snake, which Ah. I don't like snakes anyway. I'm phobic of snakes. They give me a weird body reaction. But a snake slithered out of a bush, quite a large one, and right in front of my feet. So not on me, but I would say about... Half a foot, mm. the size of a, f- a six-inch sub sandwich sure. away from me, and I couldn't move. Like, and it was really? the funniest and weirdest and strangest feeling to have no control over my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah. Just be in absolute terror. My, I, I, freeze is common for me. Yeah. Uh, because of childhood stuff, disassociation is quite... It, I don't want to say easy, but there's a, there's a, <laughs> definitely a switch in my brain that gets clicked where it's like, I, bye-bye now, and off yeah. I go. Flight's not super common. Fight has only come out. As si- a dad? As a dad. Yeah. Not that I want to punch, not that I want to punch on. No, but, but you. But adrenaline to do, do something. Action. To go action, like the speed with which I can get up off the and couch. Solve and, and solve something. solve a thing. Is uh, yeah. yeah, and then feel pumped that makes afterwards. Sense, though. <laughs> or the couple of times I've had to save my girls from choking. Yes, which happens more often than I would anyone liked. ever talks about. Yeah, and they're fine, but afterwards it's like I could run a marathon. How right much adrenaline now. you've yeah. pumped? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so cortisol's really handy for that stuff because it develops its stress and its its coping strategies for getting through things because life is hard. So yeah. we need that stuff. Um, but <clears throat> it does mean that it, by necessity, it narrows your focus. Mm. So you close off and this is, um, so, and there's all sorts of interesting experiments that have been done with once you're in that state, how so well. So is that what a- activates your amygdala? Correct. Right. And a whole bunch of adrenaline gets pumped. Mm. You, you go into that part of the brain to like solve shit or disassociate yep. or Get run away, away from a wildebeest, hide from a snake. And yep. you're entirely about that. Your anal sphincter 
goes because you can't your digestion you stop digesting you go i'm not pooing i'm not eating i am not doing anything else except getting blood to the limbs that need to move that need to move and do something and that's really handy in a warfare scenario that's really handy Our in a violence amazing. Situation. it's amazing once you get in that it's not the easiest thing to get out of it yes and a lot of us go in there... Particularly all... now in a contemporary society where yeah. wildebeest are few and far between. Wildebeest are few and far between, but there's plenty of triggers for people in... Viol- in yes, you know, yeah. Plenty of people Fuck live yeah. in violent situations or toxic situations, or they get out of those toxic situations, yes. but then are constantly then are presented with um, Triggered by other things. Yeah. Even situations of being nervous. Yeah. Yeah, that can trigger that. That cascade, that cascade of, of feeling, yeah. And it's worth saying that, you know, uh, technology and social media exposure raises the level of cortisol a lot. Mm. You know, the first time you use Instagram, or for the first few months, you get rushes of dopamine when people validate you, when yes. you get happy notifications, all of that. As with any addiction, the subject of the reward gets less and less as you kind of overexposed so so you need more dopamine the first time you watch porn you're like oh my god this is amazing the hundredth time you watch porn you're like i need something else to get the same which is why porn addiction is so is so damaging but that's how drug addiction works that's how cigarette addiction works that's how all addiction works but anyway as necessity when cortisol floods your brain when adrenaline goes your brain goes into a very very tight focus yes If we were going to do the left brain, right brain conversation, which some people might have heard of, which is a fallacy, it's not that your brain is split in two, but that certain cognitive functions do different things in different pieces of the brain. But you you go deep into your left brain, which is like solving shit, not really feeling shit, like emotions don't have a great place there. It's like, I just need to do something. I just need to solve this problem and survive and survive. Which is why, also, just as a side note, people's memories in in um, traumatic in situations. traumatic situations are really problematic, and it's really crappy. It's why you can interview ten different people who have witnessed a crime, and they'll all have vaguely different mm. memories of very specific details. It's because they their focus. If you're a victor, if someone pulls a gun on you, ninety five percent of your brain cognition is going to go towards where is that gun. And it's not going to remember the person's face pointing the what gun at you. What they look like, or, or who else was there, or who or, else was, or what was speaking, or what time yeah, matters. What colour was their shirt? Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Um, so anyway, mm. all of that means that a, that other shit gets locked down. So the dopamine stuff, um, all of that, the serotonin stuff. What gratitude does is that, by necessity, if you, as a practice, are embedding in your thoughts. I need to think about positive things that make me feel grateful, mm. that make that have enjoyment. Then that automatically is getting you out of an unfocused state because you're developing perspective. Yeah. So, an awful example might be that I've had this exact thing where my youngest daughter was very, very sick. She was fine, but she was very sick for a night and she was coughing a lot. And it was awful. And as a parent, it's really worrying. Yeah. And um, she couldn't breathe at some points. And it was a horrible night. And we lost a lot of sleep. And blah 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 blah. Um, now there's this. The narrative can be, and wanted to be. A part of my brain wanted it to be. It's fucking awful. This is awful. Why is this happening to us? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. 
But then the narrative I managed to develop coming out of it was we then, like that morning, got into a doctor at 8.30, you know, drove down in the middle of a pandemic. A very competent doctor saw our daughter, gave us good advice, gave us a prescription for medication that cost $6 because we live in this country. And we were able to get that medication within minutes and by lunchtime she was a lot better. Like, and, and that... Is amazing. and that changes the entire story yeah. and changes my relationship with it because it's got um, I'm out of a cortisol state yes. and I'm developing uh, and that's what gratitude is. Mm. It's not gratitude. Ten years ago, I would have gone, oh yeah, I'm grateful for it, but I feel shit that people in other countries don't yes. have that, yes. which is not an actual emotion that helps anybody. It, <laughs> it, it may be a true thought, but it doesn't. Guilt and shame doesn't necessarily motivate excellent behavior. No, because it doesn't then drive you to put your money where your mouth is or yeah. to vote in a way that supports what you believe in yeah. or to assist people in need or yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just hangs you up. Yeah. So out of this comes like gratitude, gratitude practices. It's not enough to kind of roll your eyes and go, oh, yeah, I guess I should be grateful for that. Like that's not the feeling. <laughs> no. What you're doing, why people talk about gratitude journals is that it's not necessarily writing down things. It, mm. There's no specific magic in that. But there is magic in, we know this from human brains work, from developing an intention and giving yourself space to, in a routine, go, this is what I do. I pick up my book. I pick up this pen every morning after I've done this list of exercises. And then I get, and now I'm going to sit here for 30 seconds and just think about things that make me feel good. Yeah. Like that is monumental. Whether you do that in a journal, whether you sit and meditate, whether, whether you, you think about it in the car on your commute. That's yeah. right. The, this is what I think about now. So yeah. that if you start to develop that habit, then pretty quickly your brain starts generating those chemicals, chemicals naturally by themselves at that time of the day. If you mm. repeat it often enough and you'll start developing naturally if you're in the car in traffic, you're not thinking about traffic. You're going. Well, it's the it's oh. the power of yeah. It's the it's the self reflective. What I find about it is, and I can't remember, but I've been feeling a bit shitty. And even just the perspective of thinking about the the micro of gratitude of mm. the fact that I have a pillow. Yes. You know, I I love my bed. I love the agency I have to decorate my home. Yeah. You know, just those small things then can be enough to go, oh, the situation isn't as dire as mm. my brain would allow me to no. believe. But also, is there any truth? And I always talk about this with the actors that I work with, that our, but, and we were just literally talking about this before we mm. met of our like, somatic nervous system body awareness versus our brain awareness that our bodies don't know when things are real or false yeah yeah yeah. so it's those things you know you can be deeply invested and in a meditative state when you're watching a film if you're fully focused Mm. then that kind of thing is happening same for actors Actors who are going through an emotional scene are yeah. invested. Their bodies don't Re- know that they, they haven't react. reacted yeah. or that, that this situation isn't real. So I find that really powerful that as human beings we can use our imaginations, we can use just what is around us mm. to calm the body down. Calm our body down or to even just sit in our brain and to think about how it would feel if it's fucking Stanislavski, like you know, yeah, what magic if, what if, what if, yeah, 
So it's like, what if, how would you feel, David, if your laptop was fixed because David's laptop, laptop broke? Died. There's those kinds of things where you can go, rather than sitting in the annoyance or frustration of, fuck, I need a new laptop. Yeah. Rather going, you know, for uh, seconds of reprieve, how does it feel when you've got a new laptop, when it's all set up, when you are f- working on that machine? Like, you can feel better. That's true. It takes a certain amount of mental agility and kind of, I think, mental fitness to be able to... To be able. To be able. <laughs> to to be able to imagine positive scenarios like that. My yeah. brain is really, really good at imagining awful scenarios. Mm. I will lie in bed and go, what is the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> imagine if this person died. What would we do? And then your body doesn't know that it's not real. No. And so I feel like, oh, fuck, awful. Grief-stricken. And then sad. it's like, what, what, huh? And you get down, absolutely. So you're right. The inverse is true. Even if you're, even if you're, um, in a in a negative state where you're like, I've got nothing to be grateful for right now. In theory, you should be able to imagine a positive state yes. and still feel, and still feel the positive repercussion as if it had happened. Which is what manifesting is all. Yeah, about. Yeah, I was just about to say. Which is like, if imagine it's already happened. Yes, act as if. So live as if, dress as if. If you if you want to be a best-selling author, then live as if you've done that. Yeah. So how does a best-seller author act? Well, they write every day and they're super confident about their ability to do that and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And before you the know it, the belief that, that it will helps. happen. That's that's the kind of more practical side of um of manifesting. I will say that um there's a critique like Positive psychology, which is kind of this brand of very 21st century psychology, which is really supported by a lot of Instagram culture, <laughs> has been critiqued mm. by and, and labelled as a... There's there's a flip coin to it, which is then a culture of what they're calling toxic positivity. Yes. yeah. Which is that um, then if you don't allow yourself to feel the thing that needs to be mm. felt, which is grief which is mourning, which is, um, yes, this situation Sadness was bad and I just need to feel bad for a bit. And bad emotions and sad emotions are a really important part of being human and part of what makes you a robust human is learning how to feel those things and yes. feel them well. And not because what of um, the majority of our habits are to just push them down or push them aside or ignore them, use other things to deal with yep. them so we don't feel our feelings. No. So there's that. there's just that as an addendum as well, which is that... Gratitude and this positive psychology stuff isn't a ticket to have feeling no suffering at all any yes. of the time. Suffering is a part of life. Yeah. What gratitude does is that it can help as a tool to add some perspective to it. Like, yeah. it is still true, for example, that, you know, you may be in chemotherapy right now. Yeah. Or that your child may be incredibly sick. Or that you may not have enough money in the bank to get the next meal. But can you still muster the strength and it's okay if you're not to notice how soft your pillow is at night yeah or to notice the delicious taste of the cheap instant coffee that you made but to sit and be with it and be present and enjoy it because that will stick good stuff will happen in your brain then yeah 
the very miraculous nature of the fact that you have air in your lungs because the yeah. alternative is that you are dead. Yeah. Because that's the other thing we should do an episode on is breath work and like how big that is. If you, I'd love to do an episode. If you, if you manage to just breathe. Because you've in done a bit of breath work, work yes. haven't you? Yes. Yeah, I haven't. I'd like to. That's my on one of my lists of things I want to do in twenty twenty two. If you're struggling with the cognitive exercise of getting getting to a grateful place to release those happy hormones, and you find yourself in a stressful place, then breathing really is the key from a physiological and somatic standpoint. Where it's like. Mm. If you the meditation I do at the moment, which I told you about, is five five for five, which came from my wife's research into someone whose name I forget the name of, but like breathe in for five, breathe out for five, for Seconds. five for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Or just a count, however you yeah. can manage. If you do that for five minutes, the you your brain will change. You you will naturally enter into a better, calmer state of mind. It can't it can't help but happen. Yeah, because you're singularly focused on the breath. Yeah, and because it's literally like when you get stressed, you stop breathing properly. Yes. Because that's one of the things that gets shut down. So if you force your body to breathe, then your blood gets more oxygenated. Mm. You release more carbon dioxide from your body. And that means your brain can work better. Can relax. Yeah. And get just means you get more blood circulation at the end of the day. And it's amazing what that does. <laughs> anyway, it's not a very funny episode, but look, it's a positive episode. So go out and be grateful, motherfuckers. Stop yeah, complaining. Stop complaining. Stop being shit. There are people starving. <laughs> what have you learned today, Claire? Oh, that I'm grateful for you. Correct. Answer. <laughs> and our listeners and that we get to make podcasts and do things that make us happy. Um, yeah, and I like that there is it, that it's not just woo-woo. Because people are often like, you know, this is just woo-woo. It's like, mm. no, there is neuroscience yeah. proof behind this. Like, this, this is how our brains work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your friends me. tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show i see what you did there <laughs> where can people find you claire people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.